I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Gastology. Welcome to another episode of Castology, the podcast where we review podcasts. And uh, we also tell you which ones to listen to. Is another thing that we do. So the first portion of this episode, as per the usual episodes, is that we will recommend a podcast for you to listen to, and then we'll review the podcast that we recommended last week. What do we Sorry, usually do I before that? One of your hosts. <laughs> have you never? Have you never listened to the podcast ever or presented? Uh, uh, <laughs> Who are you? But was that not correct? It was correct-ish. Okay, correct good. Correct enough. It's, it a, it's good enough. That's a, that's all I can muster right now. Okay. You're, you're usually just so like, hello, I'm Patrick, and get ready for Castology, where we review podcasts and talk about podcasts and podcasting. My brain podcasts. isn't functioning. Okay. I have it's three weeks later three and he's coffees. still hungover. <laughs> yeah, dirty secret, everyone. We record like three eps at a time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and why don't you give a fuck, I've Patrick? been hungover for the last three episodes. My name is Patrick Shiro. Across from me is... Elizabeth Best. And to my right... Zane C. Weber. And we're going to recommend some podcasts yes. for you now. Very good, Actually, Patrick. I'm not... I don't think I will. And, and why? Why? Why I'm, might you not, Patrick? I'm, this, I think, he's going on climate strike. Is my last appearance on this particular <gasps> podcast. No, you jerk. I know Liz hates me. <laughs> I'm so friggin' cranky. Yeah, still. But she's who cross will recommend with me. all the drug podcasts? Exactly. Well, I can still write in. I can leave reviews, you which can. you should do. Yeah. You should leave a review and, and tell us what to listen to. So why are you leaving us, Patrick? Uh, I am focusing more on. Two other podcasts, which I could recommend, but I'm not going to because I'm not a shill. I'm going to let them find their legs on their own. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay. I didn't think you're a shill for promoting <laughs> your own work. I still feel like a shill. He is Fair a enough. shill. Maybe, maybe you've, you know your own potential mm. for shilling, mm. and so you'd find. Yeah, I'm like that. Gandalf when he gets offered the ring. Mm. So this like, is- do not tempt me, father. <laughs> Jesus. So this is Patrick Shearer's farewell episode. Farewell episode. Possibly. Possibly. We're fairly certain. We're looking Probably. for replacements at the moment. Hopefully we'll find one. I'm looking at my potential replacement now. <laughs> He's just sitting in he the corner. He looks happy. <laughs> he looked capable too. Yeah, good. He can do better than what I'm doing right now. Most people sure. could, honey. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm still angry at I you know, and I Liz will forever be cross. angry at you. Liz is very cross with me, but it's fine. Liz... Why don't you start us off? Have fun with your niche podcast, bitch. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> it's not niche. <laughs> niche than castology. Anyway, this week I am recommending a podcast that I found. I don't remember how I found this podcast, but I'm really glad I did. It's called Noble Blood. Now, the fact that it has blood in the title kind of got me a little bit like murder. 
and mm. it sort of is. Um, so it's it's scandalous uh, stories of history's most fascinating royals, tyrants, murderers, murdered, and everybody in between. Liz, yes. can I just say mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. This is your fifth week without recommending a true crime podcast. Is this not true crime? It's true crime. Yes, it's true crime. A It's historical well, true crime. I guess the streak is broken. Yeah, but look, it's it's. <laughs> there were many weeks where it didn't happen, and I thought I'll ease us back into some crime with a little <laughs> bit of historical crime because, like, there's some crime. They talk about um, the the Russian royals and Anastasia and Marie Antoinette. Is it crime focused or is it history focused? It's history focused, but usually focused on um, particularly bloody or scandalous. Like that's See. why they call. They Noble blood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole episode, a whole, I think there's two episodes devoted to... Um, Have to- you seen his dick? <laughs> no, Patrick. They keep it in a jar. He had like a root. It's like a fucking tree root. You can look at it. It's online. I don't... It's like they've got his dick in a jar. I don't it, it's, it want looks to. gross. Um, there was one... Anyway, away from dicks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there was an episode I listened to this morning about how King George could have saved the Russian royal family and chose not to. Mm. Um, but the first one that I listened to was uh, a Marie Antoinette one and I thought that they were quite evocative in the way that they do their storytelling. Um, Dana Schwartz is the host. Um, she is a, an author of three books including uh, the memoir Choose Your Own Disaster and forthcoming humour book The White Man's Guide to the White Male Writers of the Western Canon <laughs> written by a lady. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So she's she's written for all kinds of magazines like the New Yorker, Marie Claire, uh, Glamour, Entertainment Weekly, and she has a cat called Beetlejuice, and I quite love that. But um, I like her storytelling, and I like the fact that they have nice little musical underlays, and it's just a really it's a really approachable way to learn about history in a non not it's not non historical, but like a non boring. You know, so it's not it's not just like as opposed to Dan. It's Carlin, not just like in 1923, you know, or like in 1874. No, she's like it's it's kind of like um creative nonfiction. Um, I don't think she takes a lot of liberties, but sometimes with dialogue, obviously you have to. But she's a storyteller, so she tells the stories well. And I found myself getting quite upset at the Marie Antoinette one, even though I know what happens. Yeah. So, Noble Blood. Um, episodes are between half an hour to an hour, I believe. Um, I think it's a weekly release. I did my homework, I swear. Um, you did. You even learned her cat's name. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Very impressive. How can anyone forget a cat <laughs> called Beetlejuice? But yeah, so I, I enjoy it. It's crime-esque because it's historical royal crime and blood and get into it. Excellent. Hands off. Yes, thank you. Okay. Hands off what? I must have been making some noise fondling the mic because Zane gave me a look. Maybe he was just giving you a how dare you be quitting look. No, that's you. Yeah, right. (laughs) Zane's happy. Right now. I also have a recommendation. Unlike Patrick. (laughs) I can recommend something if you want. No, shut up. Uh, This is a relatively new one. I have two podcasts to recommend. (laughs) That I have uh, stumbled across. It is... It's Star Vehicle, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, you You know my feelings about Star Vehicles. But it is by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Ooh. Of Third Rock from the Sun fame. Of 500 Days of Summer fame. Of Third Rock from the Sun fame. <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, what's that movie where he's the Guido and he is obsessed with sex? Don, Don John. John. There you go, that one. Too. Mysterious Skin. Looper. Brick. He's very well I done. I love him so much. He, uh, and he's very... Dick Grayson. 
Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So outside of all of his film stuff, he has he started uh, a number of projects about getting uh, creative people to work with each other. So connecting musicians and artists and filmmakers and animators and just making projects where they kind of mass source and they all kind of contribute to projects. His podcast is called Creative Processing with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm intrigued. Where they take uh, one question that is submitted, um, submitted the words... Uh, submitted questions from the audience and he approaches a creative in the field uh, who will know the answer to it and then they have a discussion about that question and then that usually leads into a bit more of an interview about what they do. They've spoken to casting directors. He spoke to the director of Brick, I think was the first episode. Very interesting. I still haven't seen that movie. Possibly one of my top ten movies of all time. That's nuts. Brick, you say. All right. Brick. I'm on it. It's a film noir Set in a high school. Mm. Oh, I'm really on it. How have I not seen it this is, before? Yeah, it is an amazing achievement. Um, so, yeah, and it, it is really, especially for those involved in creative industries, particularly acting but also music and things, um, it's, a, it's about the creative process um, and what it's like in the industry and getting into the industry because uh, Levitt's story is that he had a lot of success as a child actor then retired then he sort of disappeared for a while well he retired went back to school did he studied performing and acting and then mm. got back into it um, so he he does talk about like the trouble of um, finding that momentum again oh, I really want to off. listen to this now because I, I love him a lot um, <laughs> I think he's a good actor I think when he and Zoe Deschanel were doing like singing together <laughs> they're really gorgeous and I love them Okay, cool. Is there any particular episodes you want me to listen to? Um, Honestly, if you know any of the guests, pick that guest Mm. as your first episode. Mm. Um, I think that then you kind of get a feel for the format. Honestly, the first episode where he's talking to the director of Brick, that that was... Should I watch Brick before I listen to that, though? Uh, They don't talk about the nitty-gritty of it much, but just watch Brick as soon as you can. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's a really good film. I'll probably do both of those things. I don't and then not tell anyone about it. Podcast anymore, <laughs> but I probably still will. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, I, I picked this one for this episode um, because I think it's something that we all all three of us relate to because we work in creative industries. Sweet. Yeah, that we do. How long are the episodes? Usually between like 40, 40 50 minutes. Uh-huh. Usually less than an hour. But sweet. Um, uh, they are they are I, I they are quite edited, so it is very easy to listen to. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, shall we move on to reviews of the so last weird. week's recommendations? <laughs> There's no third podcast ever. I know. Well, I had on my list initially the Brett Easton Ellis podcast, which I replaced with Sean Carroll's Mindscape. Um, so I guess you could listen to the Brett Easton Ellis podcast if you want to. What, he's, what's it about? He's the writer of American Psycho. Yeah, I know as that As well part. as other things. So he um, just gets people on and interviews them and Oh, so talks. a very Patrick podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's very... Person it's gets person, person on, talks to person, other people. talks about stuff, if you want. Only if you want. <laughs> nah. Otherwise, I could recommend In Vina, which what's, is a wine that, podcast. It's a, Who's it's a on that? Wine Who's podcast. on that podcast? It's with Mark Guerrera, our in-house sommelier, and Ben Linsky, our in-house wine wanker, and me, the layman. I'm the one who doesn't know anything, and I ask the, the questions. 
Right. Except I'm only in the first two episodes. So you like to play the guy who doesn't know anything on podcasts mm-hmm. then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really alleviates all that pressure that other yeah. people feel. How dare we prepare anything in advance? All right. Anywho, Reviews. Liz, what did you recommend last week? I don't even remember. Well, last last week was our NaNoWriMo theme Oh, yes, theme Baby It's Cold Outside mm. then. So I recommended Baby It's Cold Outside, which uh, has Chris O'Dowd uh, as the lead, a gentleman who's taking his child for the holidays, but he's homeless, and it's a co-pro between Duck Soup Films and crisis.org.uk to highlight the plight of homelessness and how terribly difficult that must be for people in general. What do we think? I enjoyed this, mm-hmm. but... I didn't feel satisfied at the end. I don't I think you're like, supposed to. I, I think felt that's like the, the point. ending was like, "Ugh, this is a weird way to tie up a little." You're not story. supposed to tie it up. People are still homeless. <laughs> yeah, but still, I want a narrative that I that I enjoy, and I feel about right homeless with, people. Yeah, when why, to- yeah, let's let's make it let's make it uh, positive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of feel the same. I think with the three, it's not an excuse. The three. <laughs> You're horrible. Well, I mean, what? like you, you just go, you just go. Oh, well, we don't have to make a good story because homeless people are it real. It was a good story, though. It was a fine story. I, I think it was well. First off, it's a Christmas story. Yes. Secondly, there's three episodes. It is family friendly, mm-hmm. so that that very much restricts you on kind of how much drama you can really put mm. in there. I enjoyed it. I don't like the title. I mm. think. It's Cold Outside is a better title than Baby It's Cold because I think that leads you down a romantic path a little bit. It's not a Um, romantic story. But the performances are fantastic. The producing is fantastic. I didn't didn't mind it. Honestly, I wanted more. As a tool (laughs) of doing what they were trying to do, how do you feel it went? Yeah, really good. I think there's – because there's no – there is – because there is no bad guy – you are left kind of narratively like wanting a bit more drama, mm. but I think it is a very a very good way of explaining that like sometimes people just don't have a house and that mm. is why they're homeless and they're just transitioning into another part of their life and they have to this intermediary struggle. Um, I would have liked... Honestly, the only thing I would have added into this is a bit more of an exploration of the other people that he was mm. yes. homeless with. Yeah. Um, because I, I really wanted more of those characters, even while it was happening. It was like, oh, can we stay with them for a bit? Um, but even the child acting was really good in this. Yeah, um, I was quite yeah. surprised. Yeah. Performance was good. Vehicle was good. I was just a little unsatisfied. Narratively unsatisfied. Narrative. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you liked it. I think... I, th- I would like to see more of this, this kind of narrative yeah. podcast to help I think we will a cause. see more. And I hope that this is what this company, Storyglass, are actually hoping to do in the future, not just create narratives, but narratives with purpose. Mm. And I think definitely including a child in the performance opens it up to um, families listening to this together, or at least like parents listening to it with their children, like in the car or something. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a great narrative device to to start these conversations because I think grown ups can just justify yes homeless people are people um, where however they treat them but I think children sometimes just interpret behaviors as justification yeah so yeah sweet well I'm glad that that you guys enjoyed the vehicle for I something guess. so for something about 
homelessness, it was pretty heartwarming. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's next, Pat? What is next? Zane, why don't we review your last week's I recommended Rabbits, which is one of the first you audio did. dramas I got into um, about kind of a nefarious and mysterious world of a, of a uh, secret society slash game that a murder gets someone involved in. Mm-hmm. Pat, you go. Oh, I'll go. Yeah. Um, I listened to two episodes. Me too. And I didn't feel an enormous compulsion to listen to more. Mm. I didn't dislike it, but I just wasn't in love with it. I thought the performances were good. The story was interesting, but I feel like they tried to draw it out far too long. I feel like I would listen to one episode, which was like an hour, and it felt like I'd listened to a bunch and not much had progressed. And then in the second episode, it was almost like they glossed over what they just went through. So... I feel like it could have just been condensed a little more and not even like in terms of a shorter episode, but like maybe fewer episodes and it would have been a bit juicier. Yeah, no, I I definitely can see like, I think they spend a lot of time retelling Mm. the story for like people who are jumping in which I, don't which I don't think is a good idea anymore now that you can tell And this isn't the sort of podcast that you would just jump into like... It's well, you can't because it's a serial, yeah, essentially. Exactly. It's like, why would you do that? But I guess when five years ago, when this podcast was made, people yeah, didn't I guess really know how it was people... Three years ago. Three years, three years ago. ago. Yeah, right. People wouldn't have necessarily been as up with, oh, it's a serial, we need to start mm. from the start. Because also it's made as if it's a documentary, so they yeah, might yeah. feel like... So I think I can yeah, forgive a bit of it because they're breaking territory. Yeah. Like, so they don't necessarily know the best way to approach this sort of thing but they did a good job it, yeah it's, it's very well manicured and performed and i like the device stuff. very much mm-hmm. um i'm really intrigued i want to continue i have the same criticisms as patrick in the fact that i feel like the episodes are too long um and they rehash too much but the idea itself i'm intrigued with i need to know what the f is going on mm. um at the moment, at the end of episode two, shit's still all fucked up, but mm. more stuff is coming to light <laughs> and it's all very confusing. Um, so I'm intrigued enough to, to want to continue, but again, it's going to be one of those background podcasts because it is too long for me to sit down and listen to an hour-long episode of how many episodes are in yeah. the season. Yeah, you got to speed that shit up, dog. Ten. Yeah, so yeah. that's ten hours. That's a lot of hours for, for a story, and then especially with three seasons. But I'm interested enough to want to find out what the this mm. game is and where her friend's gone. So I will definitely be listening. Love the device, like the performances, like the fact that this is at the forefront of all the shit that I enjoy the most <laughs> to do with podcasting now. I'm into it. As someone who's listened to the entirety of it, are you? Yes. Do they get better at correcting the criticisms that we've just voiced? Well, no, the format stays the same. Um, again, I haven't listened to their most recent season because I, I don't believe it's out yet. Um but it, it does stay pretty consistent the whole way through. Like that format that they mm. adopted, they kind of stuck with. Well, there you go. Cool. The final Finally. Podcast. I For recommended final last time. week, probably the most fictional thing I've ever recommended, was the Glass Cannon podcast, yeah, which is a Pathfinder podcast, D&D adjacent. It's for the particularly nerdy uh, fans of Dungeons & Dragons that wanted more rules. And... Uh, Partly because I'm also doing a D&D podcast and I wanted to learn from people who have successful ones how to do it. What did you guys think? Here's my review, Patrick. Okay. No. No? <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> here's, my, here's my extended review. Fuck no. <laughs> I, look, 
I'm not going to say exactly what I think because I don't want to be super offensive. But um, <laughs> how can you get more offensive? Go do okay. it. Do it. Why the fuck does the world need more D and D podcasts? Is what I want to say. I am so bored by this. I'm it's so not for you. I'm so bored. Like who the fuck wants to sit there and listen? Not even watch, but listen to somebody else. Because you can do other shit while you do it. But who cares? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will I just, say. I feel like they're having a party that they're telling me about a day later, and like I can't. Be yeah, you're not invited in, in any way, shape, or form. I'm listening to other people. I'm the only sober person at the party. Like I, it just, it's not enjoyable. Dragon Friends was great. It was hilarious. Scripted, yes. Uh, no, partially? I think it's improvised, but partially scripted. Yeah. Right. I think that's where the difference is because they've obviously got certain beats that they want to hit and they hit them well. I did not expect to like Dragon Friends. I <laughs> did not expect to like this and I was correct. I it just I I would I like playing games. I like being involved with people playing games. I'm even having a board games night tonight or attending one rather. Thanks for the invitation. You're not invited because you're quitting. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no, this is a big fat no from me because I don't like listening to other people playing things that are not guaranteed to be amusing because they're FOMO. unscripted. No, it's not FOMO. It's just like I'm the designated driver having to take these people home at the end of their fun that I've had no fun during. Speaking as both a Dungeons & Dragons player and a designated driver, I, I do agree that there, there, no, there are a lot of actual play Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, Fate, um, role-playing game podcasts. And if there is one genre of podcast that is very, very well represented at the moment, it is that genre of podcast because it is very easy when you play a game to just record the game and publish it as a podcast i will say the glass cannon is probably one of the better versions of an actual play that's right game because they do they do do a little bit of editing they do add in some sound effects and there is some thought to the audience There's so much gameplay mechanics absolutely though, and i know. think that's that's pathfinder i find even dungeons and dragons which is less mechanical still has a bit too much of those in actual play glass cannon it's funny and is it though yes funny enough <laughs> yes i've listened i've listened to other actual play podcasts that are everything that is bad about dungeons and dragons in a podcast so this one i can easily recognize that this is probably i'm probably even gonna say like top-ish tier actual play. That's dire. Um, well, Yeah, Liz. And I will say, I, well, I, Liz, I totally understand because it's not for everyone. And if mm-hmm. you don't enjoy play, to listen to this podcast, you need to enjoy playing the games and want to play more yeah. but not have the ability to. And this is kind of like tapping into that. Part of my reasoning was yeah. I want to learn a bit of Pathfinder because I bought Pathfinder 2 and I figured this would be a good introduction. Yeah. And I you think know, it is. One thing I am glad of, is that this podcast gave me one final opportunity to spar with you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite pastimes and it's half the reason I'm cranky that you're leaving. I know. I'll still find ways to yell at you and put you down somewhere okay. else in life. You can, we'll see each other. Yeah, maybe. We'll still be friends. Will we though? Probably when not. will I see you? I don't know. Huh? 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 At the... At the Cluedo reunion, <laughs> <laughs> that's, <a laughs> that's an annual event now. <laughs> um, so yeah, the glass cannon. If you if you're looking to learn about Pathfinder, if you're if you 
just want more Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder role playing in your life. If you're a cool. giant fucking nerd. Yep. Yeah. Which then Liz claims she's not, but she definitely. I'm a different is. type of nerd. Than yeah, you. she's like a nerd nerd that does homework and shit. A productive I, nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that one. Rather I than a slacker I'm, nerd. I'm both of those. I'm not a slacker nerd, but I am a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Yeah. Um, and that's honestly a lot of um actual play podcasts have kind of been slipping out of my library, just because they are very usually very long, mm-hmm. and they're not. Full of good content, you mm. you kind of have to be in it for the experience rather than to be told a story. Um, I I do have, and I will warn you, Liz, later on in the year. Why? Actually, a couple weeks away. Why? I have an actual play, but this is better, top tier, right? Best one that's ever been produced. It's a critical role. Will you have time to is teach that- me? Yes. I thought Before Critical then. Role was meant to be the best Because one. I would like to know if I enjoy these podcasts once I know how to play your dumb game. Quite possibly <laughs> you'll enjoy it more. Quite possibly. Um, so I will say if you're, into, if you're into actual play podcasts, Glass Cannon is a very good example of one. I'm not going to subscribe. Because I, I listened to this again when it was released a couple of years ago. There's mm. a couple hundred episodes now. Yeah, like over 200. Um, but again, when I was in that... I need to consume all the Dungeons and Dragons that I can to learn um, back in the beginning of my nerddom. Uh, but yeah, Glass Cannon isn't a bad example of it's what this good. podcast is. Um, but if you're not into this kind of podcast, you w- this isn't something that will get you into it, yeah. I don't think. Listen no. to Critical Role. No, it is whatever. not. <laughs> <laughs> so... Does that... Does that that's it. We've done all the things that we needed to do. We've done all the things. We've done all the things. Yeah. That's right. All that's required now is for me to say to you to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And um, find Castology us. No longer you. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> that's not canon forward slash. That's not canon. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Forward, forward slash, slash Castology. There yeah. we go. Yeah. There it is where you can find Zane and Liz and maybe Nick. <laughs> If he's any good. <laughs> but not me. No. I'm off. Goodbye. I'm leaving. Get out. Forever. We're done. Can you talk into the mic before you leave, though? Oh, am I? There we go. I, yeah. was, I was looking up into the sky, whistling. Reminiscing. <laughs> Reminiscing. Yeah. Reminiscing. <laughs> well, look, as, as fucking cranky as I am, I'm definitely going to miss your presence on this podcast. Um, I don't like to get sentimental, so I won't. Fuck you. That's okay, Liz. <laughs> I know. No, that I you will miss you a lot on me. this podcast, and I think you're really dumb to be leaving. I'm still catty. I can't get out of it. Yeah. I'm cranky. I'm sure that if Pat has recommendations for us, he will let us know. And I will avoid there. them. No. By the way, did you listen to Edward Snowden on the JRE? I no. did. What did you? It was amazing. It's I haven't had time. Edward I just Snowden. got back from New York. I'm amazing and traveling all over the place. Yeah, I you're on a plane. That's the perfect time to listen to a podcast. No, I did a rewatch of Westworld season one on the po- on the plane. Oh, Westworld's so good. Yeah. Anyway, that's it from me. Bye, Pat. I've been Patrick Shearer to my right. Zane C. Weber. And across from me. Elizabeth Best. For the final time, this is Castology. No, Bye, it's not the final time for Castology. It's, <laughs> it's the final time it's for the Patrick. Final time Everybody for tune Castology in. We're still here. For me. Bye, Patrick. Goodbye. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... 
Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.